Welcome back to Building the Bakken. I'm your host, Jason Spies. In our next segment, The Business of the Bakken, we talk with Brent Boger of Jade Stone Consulting. This Business of the Bakken interview is brought to you by BakkenLocator.com, the premier Bakken business directory. That's www.BakkenLocator.com with over 5,000 listings. BakkenLocator.com is without a shadow of a doubt the premier Bakken business directory. And folks, if you have not bookmarked BakkenLocator.com, do it today. You won't regret it. That's BakkenLocator.com. Now back to our Business of the Bakken interviews with today's guest, Brent Boger of Jadestone Consulting. And I was two years old when John Lennon died. Brent Bogar, Jadestone Consulting. Jadestone Consulting, uh, what, what is uh, Jadestone? Jadestone does IT, uh, strategic IT consulting for community banks and businesses, as well as we do some public policy cons- and development consulting. So you're pretty involved in the technology side of the Bach, and uh, what, what do you make of the uh, uh, rapidly changing technology happening here in the uh, Bach and oil fields? It's amazing. I mean, it's just like any other technology or industry, how rapidly it changes. You think of the mobile phone business and how it's gone from the old bag phones and brick phones to smartphones now where you can do anything and everything on. I mean, the technology that's driving this industry is the same way when you look at how it's gone from single-stage fracks to multi-stage fracks and the monitoring that they're capable of doing. It's just, it's phenomenal watching what it can do. Are you familiar with the term big data? Very familiar with that. I was told last year that big data is coming to North Dakota. Your comments? Big data is here. It, it really is. It's just a matter of people accessing that and making it revel, relevant to their business and what, what it can help them do. The data is all here. It's being gathered and collected. It's just a matter of how do I now as a business, how do I access that data and how do I make it relevant to improve my business? How do you communicate with some of these uh, old school, say, oil executives? I, I understand they're like a bear cat to deal with at times, and they might look at the internet as too new. They might not see the advantages, or they might be afraid that uh, because there's no wires involved, it's it's not a viable option. Are you seeing that there's some sort of um, educational gaps when it comes to technology, dealing with some of the old school uh, business folk? There's always a little bit of a gap there. What I've found is, find what relates to them. You know, analogies work great in business. And if you can find that analogy, find something that they're interested in that they fully understand. Maybe it's a a hunting analogy in the technology that's changed in hunting. We've gone from bow and arrows to semi-automatic rifles. It's this technology's improved. Do they want to go back and use a bow and arrow to go out and do all their pheasant hunting? Probably not. And so if I can use an analogy to explain how the technology helps to improve their business, it helps them to understand, and you find that that level playing field where you can relate to them and they understand that you understand that thing, then they understand where you're coming from more. Who's your ideal customer? My ideal customer is the small business that's looking for someone to help them understand technology strategically of what they can be using technology for, what types of technologies might they not be seeing that's in the marketplace that could help them improve their business. Where are you from? I'm originally from eastern Montana, uh, grew up to, and went to high school in Wolf Point, Montana. Um, lived in Williston uh, for 12 years prior to the, the boom happening there, and then um, just recently, September of 2013, relocated to Bismarck to start my consulting business. Observations of uh, the evolution that's taken place in Bismarck? 
it's changing. Um, Bismarck ha has a unique path for its growth in that as this, especially the Bakken and the oil play, has expanded, Bismarck has been able to see that growth coming more than some of the other communities. And so what I see here is um, more strategic planning and um, transportation development to support that development in the community. Do you still talk to some people back in Williston? Uh, I know you just recently moved, but um, it's, in the past year, Williston's changed incredibly. I heard they even have sushi now in Williston. So uh, what are you hearing from some of your friends and family back uh, either in eastern Montana or in Williston? Well, I talk to people in Williston. I'm back in Williston about every other month, so I stay fairly connected there. Um, and it is changing rapidly. Yeah, and what I'm hearing is really the positives. You know, like you mentioned, I mean, there's a lot of unique things that Williston has that the, the sushi restaurants, the Thai food restaurant, the new restaurants that are coming, the new rec center, the shopping that's coming, you know, even the amount of housing and the availability. While it's still a struggle for a lot of people, um, the market is changing and it's maturing. And um, I always look at it from the standpoint that I think, you know, you go through these peaks and valleys and they've hit a peak and it's going to start to level off and you're going to really start to see some maturity in Williston and people are starting to understand that you know that infrastructure takes time to build out you don't build new water plants sewer plants highways they don't happen overnight and as that stuff is starting to come it's starting to support the development of the community and people are starting to realize that and be impacted by that and so it's making things better. One of the bigger winners in this whole Bakken play, in my opinion, is going to be Bismarck. You're an example of that, where you came to Bismarck, I would imagine. Why did you come to Bismarck? With my business, uh, I knew that I was going to have to be traveling across the state and the region. And so it really was a logistical move to be located where I can, I can get to anywhere in the state the same day for a meeting. Whereas being located in Williston, it was basically makes a two-hour meeting in say Wapaton, it becomes a two and a half, three day trip, a day travel, the meeting and a day back. And so it was really a logistical move. And that's the main reason why is because yep. it's so far away from say the interstate and some of the rail. There is Amtrak up there, but when you're talking rail and the interstate, all those distribution methods that are already established, um, a lot of businesses do see some advantages for that. And that's why I think honestly, Bismarck, Dickinson and Fargo will be the biggest when it's all said and done. Not to take anything away from uh, um, Watford City or, or uh, Williston, but a lot of it has to do with those logistical things that you just mentioned. And eventually it, it'll iron out a little bit more in the northern part, but um, uh, yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree. Bismarck, Fargo, the entire state is benefiting from this. There's no, there's no doubt about that. And it's a positive for the state, really. It's, and I, I believe that every community is going to find something that becomes their niche so to speak in regards to the development and the growth you know here in Bismarck I think you're going to see the professional level services are going to be the big growth and um, engineering firms obviously being the state capital you're going to see public policy type offices and people businesses locating here based off of that Whereas in the West, still Dickinson, Watford City, Williston, Tioga, the industry where the work is being done is going to still be f centrally focused there. And so it's, 
it's going to be a different, you know, it's not one is going to get something over the other. It's just what pieces fit where in the puzzle. You know, Fargo Grand Forks, they have the manufacturing logistics. They've got the steel companies. And that was Brent Bolger of Jadestone Consulting. To hear the entire interview or other Business of the Bakken interviews, visit our website at www.buildingthebakken.com. And that concludes today's episode of Building the Bakken. For past shows, interviews, articles, and columns, visit our website at buildingthebakken.com or sign up for our newsletter and receive a once-a-week newsletter with this radio show, articles, and information for those interested in doing business out on the Bakken. Before we go, of course, I'd like to mention our sponsors one last time. We would not be able to do this show without the support of our sponsors. MBI Energy Services, Cutting Edge and Oil Field Safety Solutions, Montana Rig Mats, Better Mats, Better Prices. That's Montana Rig Mat. BakkenLocator.com with over 5,000 business listings. BakkenLocator.com is the number one business directory in the Bakken. And the Rocky Mountain Energy and Infrastructure Summit happening in Jackson Hole, August 19th through the 23rd. That's the Rocky Mountain Energy and Infrastructure Summit happening in Jackson Hole, August 19th through the 23rd. Of course, all of those sponsors can be found at our website for more information. Building the Bakken can be heard every week at this time on this radio station. I do want to mention Building the Bakken is now available via iTunes. If you want to subscribe to our podcast and radio show through iTunes, of course, that information is linked up at our website as well. From the staff at Building the Bakken, we're asking you to make it a safe and sensational day. I'm your host, Jason Spies. Thank you for listening to Building the Bakken. You know that I've lived, yeah, you know that I've tried. Well, I've told the truth, yeah, you know that I've lied. You know we do what we do so we can survive. And I was two years old when John Lennon died. 